Hey, 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 good people. Happy Tip Tuesday or Thankful Tuesday. It is your girl, Shia Thousand, here with another episode of the WellFit Lab podcast, which is a weekly conversation with me, your stress and self care consultant. And we are in the lab sharing ways to prioritize self-care and to prevent stress and to live life intentionally. So I'm really excited about this week's episode. This is going to be a little bit different. In honor of Black History Month, I thought it would be great to share ways for entrepreneurs, Black entrepreneurs specifically, to build and find resources, funding, communities that help alleviate the stress of being a Black entrepreneur and trying to do this on your own. Um, There is a proverb that speaks to if you want to, um, you go further when you are doing it with someone else. And I think the biggest opportunity um, sometimes, especially for Black entrepreneurs, is funding and then finding community. A lot of the time when you're an entrepreneur, you feel like it's just you doing it and you're trying to find your tribe and it's not always easy. So today I'm going to be sharing some resources. So grab a pen and paper and your cup of tea and meet me in the lab. Hey guys, thanks for joining me in the lab. So as you know, season three, which is what we're in of the WellFit Lab podcast, we're talking about faith, wellness, and entrepreneurship. And I thought it would be great to highlight ways that you can focus on your wellness as an entrepreneur, even if you're a new one, if you're experienced, if you're somewhere in the middle on this journey. And I think the biggest opportunities for us are one, knowing the numbers that I think is important, not being discouraged by the numbers, but then how do we use that to leverage and catapult our brands and our companies into the next level of getting this bag? So a couple of things I wanted to talk about today are Black female entrepreneurs and how we are leading the way in entrepreneurship. Um, The numbers have been very clear, especially pre and post COVID, even though we're still in the midst of it, but it's been two years and it's almost a way of life for us at this point. So I don't want to say post COVID, but I am using air quotes because it's kind of post the thick, hard part of it. Um, We're still in a hard part of it, but at least we can go outside. We're not quarantined, things of that nature. So I thought I'd share a couple of numbers with you guys. Did you know that Black women are the largest female majority group of business owners? That is more than anyone else. And the numbers have increased by 58% from 2007 to 2018. And then those numbers almost doubled since, the co- since COVID. So that's huge for us just as a people. Um, the great resignation has really helped people kind of look at what they thought they valued in their workplace and recognize they had skills and abilities that the company was using and maybe using poorly, but they could leverage for themselves and leverage for their families to create generational wealth. So it's really awesome that people have been able to go out there and start these businesses and operate in the spirit of excellence, which we do very well, and launch these brands. So I just wanted to share a couple of things with you guys and let you know that we are thriving out here. And that's why I think it's important to know the numbers, because if you go into our neighborhood, sometimes you don't see maybe the type of business that you want, but that doesn't mean that that business doesn't exist. And everyone always says, oh, the market is saturated. Well, there's no one stopping anyone from making bread. There's a lot of bread in the bread aisle, but 
Somebody comes out with a new brand of bread almost every couple of months or every day. So why can't you go there and make the bread too? You remember how the Dunkin' Donuts ad used to be, time to make the donuts? Dunkin' Donuts is not stopping making donuts because other people are making donuts. They just get up earlier and they still busting them donuts out. So we need you to do the same. So a couple of things to be mindful of too. Um, I'm reading an article from um, Business News Daily as well as it was mentioned in Forbes that um, the fact that researchers have said that the money earned by the businesses that these women have created were matched by all business owners and they would add 4 million new jobs and 1.2 trillion in revenue to the U.S. economy. So in that increase of 58% that I shared earlier, they're adding value to the community. They're adding jobs. And one thing is to be mindful of is that normally when it comes to black entrepreneurship, we don't always create jobs. And so as an entrepreneur, when you're looking at the landscape of what it is you're trying to do, be mindful of trying to create jobs because that can in turn help change the course of someone else's life and not just create generational wealth for yourself, but someone else's family as well. I just thought that was really great to share because sometimes you look at the community and you're looking and we may only be in certain industries. Just so you know, the top industries for us are healthcare and beauty. Um, and we're now transitioning into other industries, which we've always have, but not in prominence. It's usually we're the minority, as most of you know. Tech, we are a big minority, yet we are doing big things in tech. So it is to be celebrated and recognized as women in tech, as black in tech. If you just look up these hashtags on Twitter, you'll see that there is a huge community out there. And I think when getting into entrepreneurship, it's so much more than creating your LLC and looking up your stationery. But how do you get community support? How do you stay motivated when you don't really know what's going on with your business? How do you stay connected? And having a community is a really great resource. So one of the resources I wanted to share with you guys today is Brand Build Launch. And it is a website. It is also a community platform on Facebook. And it was uh, built by Arsha Jones. And if you don't know who Arsha Jones is, she is actually a awesome businesswoman. And she is doing major things. Look up Arsha Jones online. She has created such an amazing community of people sharing all that they for building their brands, for launching their brands. So it's a group of and for bloggers, creative hustlers, and entrepreneurs that sell products and want the supportive community to help build a profitable brand. So if you're struggling with building your brand or even where to get started, definitely go on Facebook and join her community. It is a free community. She does have a lot of really great free resources, such as the free copy of the Ultimate E-Commerce Website Audit, which you can use if you're building out a new website you're selling product, you can use that. You can go visit her website as well. They help with um, marketing if you go on the website. And just getting to know Arsha and what she does for the community, it's pretty much a big deal. She's someone that you definitely want to stay in tune. And she's been featured um, within her um, community as a leader and even a thought leader within the community. She is the creator of... Um, Mambo Sauce, not the creator, sorry, rewind. She is not the creator of Mambo Sauce, but they have um, packaged it. Her and her husband have a really amazing brand where she has packaged um, 
I want to make sure I say it right because I'm not saying it right right now. So give me one second to get this correct because my notes are not correct right now. So I have to get it right because, yes, so it is, I'm going to say the exact name of it. So it's Capital City Mambo Sauce. So she is not the creator, but she is somebody who has bottled it. You can find Capital City Mambo Sauce in Target. You can find it throughout the country. It is based in um, Maryland, and that's where they produce it. And it is, if you're from the Maryland, D.C. area or DMV area, you know Mambo Sauce. I'm from New York, and I know Mambo Sauce. And it goes on all your chicken. It makes it taste better. It adds so much taste. It just literally changes everything. It's sticky, it's sweet, it's tangy. It's like the perfect complement to any chicken wings, okay? So um, Asha and her husband started Capital City and she has just been a thriving businesswoman, but also a businesswoman that pours back into her community. So Capital City was established in 2011 and since then, they have been just been doing major things and pouring back into their community and then creating and cultivating communities online that help entrepreneurs get to their next level and really thrive. So she has been featured and um, been on TED Talks. She has done um, TEDx. She's had so many amazing accomplishments. So she is a Shopify partner, a TED Talk, a speaker. Her products are have been featured in Black Enterprise, Essence. So definitely someone to know and follow. Again, an amazing resource um, in what she's created online in this community. So that's one of the um, resources I wanted to share with you guys. Another one, if you listen to the podcast, then you know that I had... Um, this couple on last season, and they are Rich and Regular, and they are Kirsten and Julian Saunders. And Rich and Regular are a really dope couple, and they talk about their journey to financial freedom and tackling over $200,000 in debt within five years, and really being able to walk away from their jobs and create this lifestyle that they would like to help other people create, right? Like a lifestyle where you don't need an escape from, a lifestyle where you're not always living for the weekend and dreading waking up on Mondays. So they are a really great resource. They actually have a book coming out. So if you did not listen to that episode, I would encourage you to go back and listen to last season's episode with Rich and Regular, Kirsten and Julian Saunders. But their brand is really amazing. If you are looking for ways um, to learn about money for just building your personal and generational wealth, that can also help you because it's a discipline. It's a habit first. So don't think you're going to become an entrepreneur and get this big business going and make all this money and all of a sudden learn how to manage that money. You need to learn that first. So Rich and Regular are great resources to learn how to manage that money. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Twitter. I follow them on both platforms. And they're just really great resources. So another really great resource, um, just in the space of your mental and trying to just heal from everything that you might have gone through as an entrepreneur prior to entrepreneurship um, in the workspace. So especially as Black women and us getting into this entrepreneurship game, maintaining our mental health and wellness is really important. And someone who speaks to that in an amazing way is Minda Hearts. And if you don't know who Minda Hearts is, I will have all their information, everyone I'm talking about, their information will be in the notes. But definitely Google Minda Hearts. She is actually the author of The Memo and Right Within. And both of these books speak to um, 
just workplace trauma and how those um, traumas impact us past the workplace. And it's something that I think is really important. Right Within is an essential self-help book for women of color and thriving in the workplace and healing from the workplace traumas. The workplace for a woman of color is not always one that is welcoming. It's very rare that we walk into a space and feel that we belong or it's welcome. And so what Minda has done in her books has really spoken to and given honest advice on how to deal with microaggressions, heal from racialized trauma, and find relief from invisible workplace burdens. We don't get to share that and we don't have enough community around that um, as Black women. So getting into this entrepreneur space, we got to heal those traumas first before we think that we're going to just go out and launch and get into something. Those things come along with it. Those because those are the scars internally, not externally. So everyone doesn't always see it. So it's really important. So those are a couple of resources that I thought you guys would appreciate and selling and celebrating Black History Month and just the journey of entrepreneurship um, within the Black community is something that we all know about, stories about, and there are so many um, aspects of it as it relates to us. I know that within the golden age, they say, of like um, the Black Renaissance and things like that, people would have homes and rent their rooms out. That's one form of entrepreneurship. We now call it house hacking, but our community has been known for doing these things for for years, for generations. And so now as we are getting into it, there are so many levels to entrepreneurship and there's a deep, rich history in Black entrepreneurship. This did not just happen. So if you're a young person, this did not just happen with like your aunties and them. This is a deep, rich history around Black entrepreneurship that we don't talk enough about within our communities. So something I came across and I wanted to share with you guys is um, from 1693 to 1863, the fact that free and enslaved African-Americans were starting businesses in professions such as um, shoemakers and barbers and you know, we will open up a barbershop. Anything that's usually low cost for us is um, really essential for us to get our footing and begin to create income outside of someone else. So I thought that was really cool because when you think about coming out of slavery, we didn't have anything. Like we were one day free and everything we had ever known had been attached to someone else. So I appreciate finding this out, knowing that yeah, we weren't waiting for a handout at that point. We were still like, yeah, so I'm going to do this and I'm going to open this up even with little to nothing. So I thought that was really important. And as well, during that time frame and a little bit after, um, the emancipation was the start of the um, reconstruction of her. So more Black-owned businesses began popping up and including insurance companies, undertakers, banks, and more. I know that um, within our communities, we know that there are a lot of undertakers. I actually grew up every day going um, to a funeral home and my mom, my neighbor was an undertaker and um, engaging with that from very young and not being downstairs with the bodies, but definitely after school every day being within that environment. And so that was very normal to me growing up. And I think for a lot of people, especially in the South, I find that that's more normal in New York. It definitely was an anomaly. But there's something to be said about these businesses that maybe everyone isn't really interested in and we're out here getting into and creating um, families and generational wealth off of. So 
just wanted to share this to encourage you. If this is something that you've thought about, you've been thinking about, you want to get into entrepreneurship, you don't know where to start. These are some great um, people to start following online, start building your community. And also, I would encourage you to start curating your timeline. If you're going to be on social media, make sure you're learning something from it. Curate your timeline so it speaks to the life in which you want for yourself. I always say be her now. If there is something that you want for yourself, do not wait until tomorrow. Do not wait until Sunday. Do not wait until Monday. Do not wait until the first of the month. How can you start acting that out in your life right now? Becoming an active participant in your own life is huge and not enough of us are doing it. So we miss out on all the good that can come from all those things. And we keep saying tomorrow, 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 when all we actually have is today, because when we get to tomorrow, it is today. So why wait for tomorrow for what you can do today? All right, so hopefully you learned something from today's episode. I really just wanted to highlight a couple of people that have helped me on my journey and resources that have helped me. One more um, resource that I wanna highlight, and this is in regards to funding, because as black entrepreneurs, we always need funding. And it's really hard to find funding. And right now there are so many different grant opportunities that I think it's really important that as black people, we make sure that we're tapping into them. So one of them that I found online, which the grant opportunity closes on the 28th of this month is the Black History Makers grant application. And it is um, with City Trends. So definitely go on City Trends website and find out more information about how you um, can qualify for that uh, grant application, as well as um, a couple of different opportunities that exist within um, social media and different organizations. Um, iFund, I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of iFund Woman, but iFund Woman is a funding marketplace for women-owned businesses and the people who want to support them. So it comes with capital, it comes with coaching, it comes with connections. It's really important that we support businesses that we say we need in our community and that we actually frequent them. So you can actually go here and basically support a crowdfunding for women-owned businesses with either in your community or within different communities throughout the country. So once you go to their um, Instagram or you go to their website, you'll be able to support the businesses that interest you. Or you could actually submit an application so that you can be one of the businesses that are supported. So currently, um, they have a Dream Chase, um, sorry, Caress Dreams to Reality Fund application open. You can definitely go in there and apply for that. There are a lot of funding opportunities and um, options available online. And the Caress Dreams to Reality Fund application process does close on March 4th. So this is funding, this is connections, this is coaching all in one place with Woman. okay? So hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. In the show notes, I will have everything in regards to every one I shared and highlighting them. Follow them online, get some funding, get some support. But as Black entrepreneurs, we have to stay connected and share. This is not about hoarding information. We stay connected and share this information so that we can all win. Because when one of us wins, we all win. But if we're all oppressed, if one is oppressed, then we are all oppressed. All right. So don't forget, you are not the work you do. You are the person you are. That is a Toni Morrison quote. 
just because this is where you show up every day for work or this is the line of business. That is not who you are. So please make sure that you are caring for yourself and filling your cup up. This is just but a chapter in your life. This is not the whole story. And it's important to take care of yourself throughout this process and this journey. This is a marathon, not a sprint. You've heard me say it before. And this is the long game. We're playing for the long game. Generational wealth, building brands that outlast us. So thanks for tuning in for another episode of the WellFit Lab podcast. We did things a little differently today. Let me know if you like it. And until next time, I'll talk to you later.